Hey everyone, Felice Gerwitz here. Guess what? We are celebrating our fourth birthday. That's right. At the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, we are celebrating year four. And what does that mean? That means we've been bringing you free podcasts for four years. We have enjoyed being your go-to place for homeschool podcasts that you can know and trust. All of our podcasters work very hard to bring you weekly broadcasts that will bless you and your family as we come alongside each one of you. Homeschooling is very important to all of us. And you, our listeners, are extremely important, and we want you to enjoy our birthday celebration. That's right, for our fourth year, we are giving away some amazing prizes. In order to always stay up to date with all of the information going on at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, I urge you to subscribe. How do you do that? Glad you asked. Go to ultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com and look for the sign-up box. There you will find up-to-date information coming to your inbox once a week, and you'll never miss another freebie again. God bless, take care, and thank you for making us your go-to network for homeschooling podcasts for four years. Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with Jean Burke on the line and today we are recording uh, FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, Important Tips and this is episode 62. You can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And as we're recording this, um, we are going to be uh, putting out uh three shows all at once, 60, 61, and 62, because this is very timely information. So make sure that you listen, uh, because all of this information is before an October 1st deadline, and also um, share with your college-bound friends, and make sure that you go to uh, collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast, and you can just share that uh, link for um, Jean's entire uh, list of shows, and I will have other links um, in this uh, in the show notes. And also, um, because of time, uh, we'll have a really detailed show notes on the show notes page. So, Jean, I'm going to let you uh, just jump in because I know you've said over and over again that 80 to 90 percent of families make mistakes when they're filling out the form, and so you're going to give us the top 12 important tips so that we don't fall into that same category. Great. Yes. And some of the things we touched on a little bit on the previous podcast, but I'll reiterate them and maybe elaborate just a little bit more, but I do want to go through these top 12 tips pretty quickly so families can just kind of take some notes and, as you say, you have more detail on your website. 
you know, first of all, you've got to fill out the FAFSA completely. Uh, so many times parents get bogged down, they get too hard, too many, too many questions. Um, but, but, you know, it's so important because it's not just an application for federal grants uh, like the Pell Grant, but also an application for work-study funds, low-interest loans, scholarships, grants, uh, even offered by the state or even some private organizations. So if you don't fill it out, you know, you're, you could be missing out on a ton of funding. Um, so take the time. Those of you who have seniors right now coming up in October 1, then, you know, you have a little bit of time to prepare. Remember what we said in the earlier podcast, don't just jump right in there and start filling out the FAFSA. Got to fill out that PDF download and get it all correct before you actually end up um, doing it online and submitting it. All right, number two, watch out for scam websites. The official FAFSA website is FAFSA.gov, or you can go to FAFSA.ed.gov. But that's the official websites. Um, there's a company that actually bought FAFSA.com, and they actually charge you, you to fill out the FAFSA. So um, that's a red flag. Don't pay for it all. The F stands for free, free application. All right, number three, um, we talked about that, the ID number as a, as a parent and a student. Um, go ahead and do that ASAP. Uh, if you have a rising senior, senior or even if you have younger students, um, both the parent and the student will need to fill it out. Sometimes it could take days. Sometimes it could take weeks uh, because when you are actually filling it out, you will need to be able to create uh, your um, and fill out your forms having that ID. So jump in there. Uh, it's a long URL. Just Google FAFSA ID, and that will take you to the correct website. Um, again, um, you if by waiting, you can lose money. Um, the earliest that you can fill out the FAFSA is October 1. Uh, and, and because the it did change from January 1, uh, into October 1, it does give you a jump ahead. But probably the most important thing to remember is that it's all based on first come, first serve. And a lot of states and colleges will run out of money early, uh, even if you, uh, your deadlines aren't for a while for to fill out your applications. Go ahead and get the FAFSA in. Uh, you have really no excuse. I mean, now that you can use your prior prior, which means for those of you in 2017, you can use the 2015 taxes, uh, there's, you don't have to wait anymore like a lot of families did before. Um, also keep in mind um, that if you did have a drastic increase, uh, decrease, excuse me, in, uh, in your income from the year 2015 taxes to now, um, that can be um, mitigated by contacting the colleges and uh, filling out an addendum and letting them know, you know, what the situation is. All right. Um, there is definitely going to be a um, deadline for the FAFSA. And the thing about it is, depending on what state you live in or what school your child is filling, you know, fill out the application for, um, it's going to be different. So, uh, you know, check with them. Uh, obviously, you want to fill out everything required by your state by the earliest deadline as possible. Uh, and so, so that's going to maximize the most amount of money that you can get, the financial aid. Uh, number six is using your F FAFSA ID number when you start the FAFSA. Uh, when you go on to the website, uh, it's going to give you uh, 
information to either put in your, your ID number or your student's information. Uh, one of the things is you want to, you know, fill it, start, start, your, start it with your um, ID and not the student information uh, because what happens is it already has the Social Security information. It will transfer a lot of stuff over, which will save you a lot of time and save you from having errors. Uh, obviously, you won't have to do it again when you transfer your information from the IRS um, to sign it electronically. Now, if you're, mm -hmm. um, again, this is for the student. I think one of the things that, again, a big mistake that families make is the parent fills out the FAFSA. Um, so if, you're, if you are the parent and you're starting it on your child's behalf, um, then you would start it by using the right by um, filling in your student's information and not the ID so they know who is actually doing the work. So, yes, you as a parent can help uh, and do be there for them uh, to help them along the way. Um, but, again, one of the biggest mistakes that families make is that the parent fills, out, fills it out, and when they ask certain information, the parent will put in their own information or their own assets, um, which certainly can cause, cost you a lot of funding. Um, so keep that in mind. So that's our top six so far and uh, kind of giving you this overview. So... Very good. Okay, we'll be back in just a minute. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz with Jean Burke on the line, and Jean is telling us the important tips that we don't uh, want to make uh, the mistakes that 80 to 90% of the people do when filling out this form. And as you've been talking, Jean, um, I believe I made several of them. So I'll have to go back and look at Annie's again. Um, when the October 1st rolls around because uh, she's currently in college, but you said that we need to fill this out. Um, you were talking about that on the last podcast on the topic. You said it needs to be updated every year. Yes, that is correct. And if, if your child is uh, going on to post-grad school, law school, med school, whatever, you, again, the FAFSA is something that you will continue on uh fill it out every year. It won't be as long as the original because most of the information will be in there. Right. Uh, so every mm -hmm. every year in college and, and beyond. So keep definitely keep that in mind. Um, knowing good. the lingo, yes, this is important. Knowing the lingo, this is what's going to trip up a lot of, a lot of families um, when it comes to filling out your FAFSA. So very, very important to know that when they are talking about legal guardianship, if there's a question that will ask you about that, uh, a lot of people, a lot of students will answer yes. You know, were you a legal guardian? Uh, you, you know, were you um, in a legal guardianship? Uh, but the definition really uh, does not include your parents. Uh, even if they were appointed by a court to be your guardian, you are also not considered a legal guardian of yourself. So keep that in mind. Um, and then as a parent, uh, you know, when it talks about the parent, uh, there's some very specific guidelines uh, about who the parent is, uh, which needs to be reported, but really has nothing to do with who claims you on their taxes. And I, I get that question a lot from, from families who say, well, well, you know, we're divorced and, you know, and I claim the student and the husband doesn't or the ex-husband doesn't or, or whatever. Uh, so be, pay close attention to that information. Um, how many, how many people are in your household? Uh, again, um, this definition applies to uh, when you talk about you or your parents' household, many uh, families, many students uh, wrongly put down the information 
especially uh, when it comes to not living with a certain parent. So again, you know, how many numbers are in your, how many would be considered uh, your family? Um, read the instructions very, very carefully to not make a mistake. Because remember, mistakes can cost you a lot of money. It can cost delays. It can cost kickbacks. Uh, it can cost uh, just uh, just a lot of heartache. And, and if you have to go back and redo a lot of things, then oftentimes the money's gone at that point. Uh, it's going to ask you about members of family of your family that are in college. Uh, when you're entering that number for you or your parent household who attend college, uh, don't forget to include yourself because you are also in, going to college. Uh, not your parents, but you. Uh, and sometimes you might have several kids uh, in your family that are in college, so that's okay. All right. Talk about putting in wrong information. Again, uh, I think common errors when it comes to fill out the FAFSA is confusing the parent and student information. So, again, remember, the student should be the one filling this out, not the parent. Um, even though you may help, whatever, that's okay. Um, but that means every time it says you or your, a lot of times the parent who's filling out will put in their information. Uh, and so that's why you have to remove yourself and let your child do it. And, and again, download that PDF of the FAFSA so that, and sit there with your child and, and, and let them fill around, let them ask you questions, um, but let them do it. And that way when you do, go to submit it for real on the uh, online, then uh, you won't make some common mistakes. Uh, be careful on your names. Uh, don't, you know, add any shortened names, nicknames. If your my husband's name is James, but he's, we call him Jim, uh, you've got to put you know, the full name that's on your birth certificate. These, again, are little things that will cause delays and make possible loss of money. Um, you know, when you put your social security numbers down, again, double-check them, you know, make sure they're correct. You know, um, you may even think they're correct, and maybe you've been writing down the wrong number all your life. Again, you know, check your social security card, uh, but make sure that you do it correct. Uh, when it talks about how much income tax, there is, you know, they're really asking for your assessed income tax liability, not the amount of income tax withheld or your AGI, adjusted gross income. Uh, you know, they, they have a really cool tool called the IRS Data Retrieval Tool that you can use. It's going to tell you uh, how to fill it out correctly. So I de definitely recommend that you uh, check into that. Again, this is why you prepare early so that you know um, what uh, you know, what to do and what not to do. Um, be careful um, when you as a student are uh, filling out information when it comes to asking about your parent information. And also keep in mind they color-coded it. They color-coded the, the section for the parent um, as well as the section for the student. Um, even, you know, again, a lot of times students are already out on their own. Maybe they live in their own apartment. Uh, and they pay their own bills every month, um, you still can be considered a dependent student for federal student aid purposes. Um, so you'll need to have them fill out the parent information on the FAFSA. Um, there are some guidelines. Again, make sure you read those very carefully because, again, I think a lot of students will miss out on money um, because they think that they don't need to put their parent's information. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, it really is important, and, again, it can make a difference. Um, and then this one here, and you and I talked about a little bit earlier about listing colleges. Uh, I think a lot of times students 
are only considering maybe one or two colleges. Um, again, you have up to 10 schools that you can list. And most, most people on this will only list maybe one college or so. Um, and um, keep in mind, the other colleges can't see the schools that you've added. Uh, so don't worry about that. Uh, but, you know, if you definitely add as many colleges as you're thinking about going to or even applying for. It's certainly not going to hurt uh, your application at all. Um, and, you know, again, even if you end up going to one or the other, obviously you're only going to end up going to one. Uh, it, it's okay. It's not going to make any difference uh, about the other schools. You can always remove schools if you wanted to add in new schools. You can put in 10, but there's also a place that you can even add in more. Uh, I think the, the financial part of colleges is probably the, uh, the fastest, the most, the most difficult part. So that's why the that re data retrieval tool uh, can really, really help you, uh, help you to transfer information that's crucial. And uh, it's, it's available, you know, on the FAFSA website. And because they're, they're using the earlier, the prior priors, and you've already filled that out, that's going to help as well. So you can transfer your tax information right away um, by using this tool. So take advantage of it. And then, Last thing I want to talk about is don't forget to sign your FAFSA. Believe it or not, that's one little mistake that can negate everything that you've done and cost you time. Uh, so it's going to ask you a question um, and um, about, but, you know, if you fail to, you know, all these questions that you've answered and you fail to sign it, uh, then this certainly can cause you problems and, and cause it to be an incomplete FAFSA. So uh, if you don't know your ID number, certainly you can click on forgot username, forgot password. Uh, if you don't have an ID, certainly you've got to start that ahead of time no matter what. So uh, you can sign that. What you, what you do is you sign it with your ID number, and that's wh why uh, you do that ahead of time anyways. Uh, and, of course, um, you or your parent have the option to mail a signature page if you want, uh, but that's not necessary. And, and, and keep in mind, you can, stat, you can check the status of your FAFSA online, so it'll show you how to do that as well. So get your ID early, parent and student. Download your PDF, work, uh, file, uh, PDF of the FAFSA so that you can fill it out. Have your student fill it out. Be there to answer questions. Have it already complete. Go back over it, triple check it, make sure there's no mistakes. Make sure the you and the your uh, apply to the student only, not the parent. Don't forget the three mistakes, too little, too late, and uh, too much that we talked about on the previous podcast. And, uh, you know, if you uh, have friends who've been there before, you know, ask them as well what kind of mistakes that they made um, so that you don't make them. Uh, but, you know, it's, not as difficult as it seems. It does seem tedious, and it is, um, but it can be well worth the kind of money that you can get for it uh, for your family, for your students. So I think preparation, like everything else, my proper preparation prevents poor performance. Um, saying that I have applies to this as well, not just test prep, not just, you know, sports or music, um, but certainly for the FAFSA. So prepare and prepare correctly, and it certainly can pay off. Well, that's wonderful information, Jean. And, again, um, all of this will be on the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com uh, forward slash podcast. And look for Episode 62, um, Important FAFSA Tips. 
All right, Jean, um, wonderful information, and thank you once again. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information, and we'll see you soon.